TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the show, folks. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic, just like Mr. Announcer Man has told you. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. The coach of the big dog talking sports some more for the next 58 minutes and 12 seconds. But who's counting? March Madness right to the front of the class. We had some big games, classic finishes last night. A couple of teams that... Uh, qualified for the tournament one i think that hasn't been there in 14 years and for another team out of the big sky conference first time in school history how sweet it is you got the big conferences playing their tournament games quarterfinal games got big 10 tournaments starting today so march madness hot and heavy we'll talk some chicago bulls we got spring training baseball for you we'll get off the sports page and uh, talk a little bit about what big dog did to celebrate the first day of lent also rising gas prices and here in the fine state of illinois the elimination of the death penalty all that all that hard to believe in 57 minutes and 43 seconds i've already wasted 38 seconds 888-463-6748 is the phone number if you want to check in with the coach and the big dog feel free to do so again our phone number 888-463-6748 you can always email us at mike two guys at aol.com that's m-i-c and the number two, Mike Two Guys at AOL.com. Yeah, great college basketball yesterday. We got some big games coming up today as well. And I thought the sweetest story of the night last night as we welcome in my good partner, Joel Radwanski, was the fact that Northern Colorado, Northern Colorado, couldn't even tell you their nickname. I watched the last 10 minutes of the game. But I don't know their nickname. First time ever in school history. They're dancing. They're going to the tournament. You gotta love a school like that, Big Dog. It's what Cinderellas are all about. Yeah, those are the great stories uh, of the tournament. And typically, those teams are are one and done, mm-hmm. and and they enjoy their time in the tournament. But hopefully, maybe they can get a game or two. Have a, um, uh, uh, you know, one of the fun parts about March Madness. We talked about this yesterday. Is finding. New stars, great players, great stories, wonderful kids, coaches that you never normally hear about during the regular season. Devin Betzel, Betzel, he's about, looks like he's about 5'10", white dude, a lot of tattoos, a lot of tattoos, and apparently he was the Big Sky Player of the Year, scored 27 in the semifinal last night, 24, hit the big free throws to ice the game, but he's right there for you, big dog, 5'10", Devin Betzel, and his tattoos are very impressive, by the way. Uh, normally, tattoos I don't think look good on people, so I, I would. No. I doubt I'm going to agree with you. Especially five ten white guys. But if you're going to have a tattoo and you're going to be white and five ten, either you should be part of a gang doing illegal activities or be able to hit three pointers coming off of screens and release the ball in about point three seconds. Or be the leader of a thrash metal band. I don't know about that. You think so? That's almost too forced. Okay, all right. I yeah, yeah, a gang, you know, you're doing some serious damage. That's one thing. Part of a band, you know, either either come and go. There's no middle ground. Sorry about that. Okay. How are you? Big dog, good to talk to you. Uh, we, we mentioned among the topics today is um, 
how did you f- celebrate your first day of Lent? And again, a happy uh, Ash Wednesday to you one day too late. Well, uh, giving up, giving up uh, has really worked out for me, Coach. <laughs> well, day one went pretty well for you, huh? Oh, yeah, it was no problem. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through, but I was able to make it through without, you know, actually not doing something that I typically would have liked to do. If you didn't join us on yesterday's award-winning spectacular show, by the way, our shows are available via archives. You can always catch up with the dog and the coach at uh, our website, twoguysmike.com, www.twoguysmike.com. Number two, don't spell it out. Um, But if you didn't join us, Big Dog, you basically said for Lent, for the 48 days or however many days leading up to Easter, what you're going to give up this year is basically you are going to give up the processes of giving up. Yes. Which has been unsuccessful for you in the past. <laughs> God bless you. Thank so, you, Coach. So do you think you'll be more successful with this version of Lent than you have in the past 36 of them? I, I think I will be excuse me, successful this year, Coach. Achoo! Achoo! Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, the judges gave you an 8.2 on that sneeze. That was pretty good. I, I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you very much. You sound like you're a little blocked up. Everything okay, Big Dog? We're ready to fire up for a big show today. You okay? I, I'm fired up, and now that I'm getting all this stuff out of me, I feel much better, Coach. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm glad yesterday was a good day for you. And remember, one of our famous, if I could give you, early in the show, our Confucius thought for the day. And that uh-huh. is, remember, in just two days, tomorrow will be yesterday. Wow. That's the <laughs> smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say about oh, anything. Thank you very much. It's a lot more philosophical if you don't have sneezing and coughing in the background. But think about that, Big Dog. In two days, tomorrow will be your yesterday. You know, this it's really true. Thank you. Thank you. I, I did the math yesterday just to double check it. <laughs> did you watch any of the games yesterday or were we once again doing award-winning reactionary sports talk radio? Oh no! Yeah, last night I was I was up filming <laughs> stuff for uh, America's Most Wanted Deadbeats, Coach. America's Most Wanted Deadbeat. Is this a? I'll play along like I'm a listener out there because that's you know I'm the voice of. Well, I'm not the voice of reason. Producer David Olson, producer extraordinaire, is the voice of reason on the show. But I'll play along like I'm putting myself in the mindset of the listeners out there. Is America's Greatest Deadbeats a show that is currently on TV? Not yet, Coach. Not yet. Not yet. What station would it be on if we expect to see it? Well, I would have to say a Fox. Fox. Yeah. Very conservative, right-wing television station. A guy like yourself, very liberal, very open-minded. You don't feel, even though they're going to pay you twenty five, fifty thousand 50000 a segment, you don't feel a certain um, moral unobligation not to appear on Fox that doesn't bother you at all? Uh, no, it doesn't uh, bother me at all, considering <laughs> all stations have their own little vent, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, Dave, i got a feeling this is going to be a long show today. Cart this up over here. I'm dying over here. I, I feel fine before the show, just listening to you for the last three minutes, Joel. What's all, that, uh, all of a sudden, i got a sore throat and a cough, and i got a runny nose. Well, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do better, Coach. I'm trying to bring it. I really am. No, you're, you're doing fine. It's just all the, you know, the hacking in the background. I think half the people are now sick just listening to you. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a new product on the market, by the way. It's called Medicine. I'm trying to do the best I can. All right. All right. So you didn't see any of the games last night? No, I didn't watch any of the basketball game last night. Right, I really well. wanted to. I really wanted to. I saw the end of the Bulls game, and that's that's all I saw last night. All right. See, I didn't watch the Bulls. The Bulls are 
I'm not going to say they're dead to me the next couple of weeks, but they, they have to take the back seat because I'm all about college basketball right now. I'm up uh, again this morning because last night for a while well, I was announcing a high school game, so I got home too late to watch it. But this morning I'm watching the uh, last eight minutes of two great games, Big Dog. First of all, the NEC, what is that, the Northeast Conference? Uh, yeah, the Northeastern Conference. Long Island taking on Robert Morris. Long Island 85, Robert Morris 82. The game went into overtime. It was at Long Island. The fans were going crazy. It's been 14 years, I believe, since Long Island made the tournament. Looked like they had it wrapped up. Eight, nine-point lead. Three minutes left. And then, in, like a Paul Simon song, it started slip-sliding away. Seven points, five points, three points. Sure enough, Robert Morris. Robert Morris is... Fairly regular visitor, are they not, to the NCAA? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They've, they've been there a, a yep. bunch in a row, the last four or five years in a row, I think. Yeah, so Long Island, you know, I was rooting for Long Island once I kind of got the storyline the last 10 minutes, but they uh, they were not able to hang on. Robert Morris hit a three with a few seconds left, sent the game into overtime. At that point, Big Dog, you think, all right, the champions are going to prevail. The Cinderella story is over, but. Long Island came through, won the game, and in your brackets, I'm sure you'll have Long Island advancing at least a couple of rounds. Oh, yeah, without, without a doubt. Long and athletic. That's what they should be calling that, Long Island. <laughs> Long and athletic. Yeah, maybe. That's what, the, that's what the L and the I stand for. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, the Big Sky Conference Championship game was a classic one, too. Northern Colorado never, never been in the tournament going up against Montana. Montana with a lot of big, strong white guys and one guard that can shoot the heck out of the ball made the comeback, but Northern Colorado held on and they celebrated Big Dog. And that's pretty cool when you got a school first time ever making the NCAA's. I'm sorry, Coach. Uh, can you repeat that? I was just blown away. There was officials that withdrew from a game in the Rutgers St. John's game. Yes, yes. Reactionary Sports Talk Radio. That was the Big East tournament and. St. John's beat Rutgers, but apparently they totally blew the call. They missed a foul at the end. Okay. An obvious foul. And okay. then they threw the ball to half court, and the kid for St. John's like took two steps with the ball. Uh-huh. And the refs apparently had sort of like an athlete, you think you won the game, and you let your defenses down. They thought the game was over, and they lost their sharpness a little bit, and they kind of floated away. But, in fact, there was still a couple ticks left. Should have been a travel call, and Rutgers should have had a chance to at least try for a game-winning basket. That's the play you're oh, talking about? Man. Yes. Oh, I, I, I wanted it described to me. Wow. That's, that's big time. They mm-hmm. really blew that one. Then, huh? Yeah. One of the referees, I think it's Jim Burr. Long uh-huh. time. Long time veteran ref. Great ref. But they just blew it. You know, they're, they're human. They make mistakes. Couldn't go to the replay in that situation. And uh, Rutgers goes down. I think for Rutgers, they had to win every game of the Big East tournament to make the big dance anyways. Okay. So that would have, been, would have been tough. But Steve Lavin and St. John's move on. But what I was saying before you were distracted here was that Northern Colorado made the tournament for the first time ever, and it's always cool when a school does that. And Maybe sometimes down the road you and me will celebrate when Northwestern finally makes the tournament. Yeah, I'm just still dumbfounded that Northwestern has not made the tournament yet. Ever. They have to be the only school out of the major six conferences that hasn't gone to the tournament. Yeah, that's a great question. Be very depressing if if we were the only ones, but that's a great question. How many teams from, how many schools from the Pac-10, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big East? What am I missing? Uh, uh, and the Big, Big 12. Twelve and the Big mm-hmm. Twelve from those six have never made the tournament. Hopefully, all the 
All the Big Ten teams, all the Big 12 teams have made it. I know that for a fact. The Pac-10, I'm pretty sure everybody from the Pac-10 has made a coach. Probably the Big East as well. Yeah. Uh, South Florida, have they ever made a coach? Yes. Okay. Pretty sure. So, wow, uh, that's, that's depressing. Yeah, I hate to tell you that I think Northwestern is. That, I think everybody in the SEC has also. That is very, very depressing. If in fact, that is true. But someday, somehow, some way, big dog, maybe it'll happen in the same year. The Cubs win the pennant and go to the World Series and you and me sit hand in hand and storm the court along with the college kids and celebrate the purple in Northwestern's first ever Big Ten. So wouldn't that be cool? Or national tournament. Wouldn't it be cool if it happened in the same year? Oh, that would, that would be phenomenal, Coach. I would love to be able to, on opening day, see Northwestern win the title mm-hmm. and then walk out to Wrigley Field and have uh, a start, the start of a Cubs World Series season. How sweet would that be? No, no, no. Be better, good. better yet, the Cubs, like, it would be the the uh, opening day after the Cubs had won the World Series. I got you. So we could already, you know, so we, we don't have to anticipate, but we already know we've won it. So the two so, things yeah. that, two of the three things that you've always won in your life would have been completed at that point in the third Probably won't happen, and we can't talk about it on this show, anyways. Well, eventually, hopefully, I'll meet a nice girl who, who have you know consensual sex with me. <laughs> Dreams are free, big dog. Dreams are free. Yes, yeah, hopefully one day I'm sick of being the 38 year old virgin. Yeah. All right. Now, what about uh, you working Sunday? Are you going to be sitting around uh, soaking up and analyzing the brackets because it is Selection Sunday this Sunday, big dog? Yeah, it, it all depends on the, the phone call that I get from MLB Network. So if I get that phone call that's saying, yes, I'm working for him over the mm-hmm. next couple of days, um, I will not be at the vacation place on vacation packages anymore. Okay. I will be at home, what do you call it, researching every single baseball team that I possibly can. But I will stop for an hour and a half and watch the selection show without a doubt. For those people keeping score at home, Big Dog's current job selling vacation packages. How's that going, by the way? It's going phenomenal, and people, if you need a vacation package, let me let me send you on a trip every year for the rest of your life. My goodness, this is a good deal. I mean, it's like it's it's like legitimately, like I, I don't even understand it when people come in and they don't buy it because there's always one of the two of the couple that's just like mm-hmm. arguing with. That's basically what it, we start arguing because one person wants to do it and the other person really 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 wants to do it but you know there's usually ends up being like two people at their throat well it ends up happening so the skeptic out there would say any deal that is too good to be true big dog usually is well, too good too to good. be true it's not too good to be true there's there's uh, basically you get to go on a week every year to some place in the world you get to go so, one week every year now what, what do i pay like a, a yearly fee no no you just like a one-time fee you pay it, and then basically you own a vacation the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, depending on what you pay, you're not going to be able to go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans and stay in a resort unless you're paying a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? It's not too good to be true, Coach. I, we don't what? we don't pussyfoot around with these people. We don't, we lay it on the line. I throw mm-hmm. it down there. This is what you get. But still, it's such a phenomenal what? deal. What is the one-time fee, if I could ask? It all depends on which package that you pick. But the Give lowest me- that we have would be $8,500. Give me a middle of the road. Let's say I want to go. I want to upgrade. Okay. How, how much am I paying? Uh, about uh, $12,000 to $15,000. All right. So you've got $15,000 of my money up front. Yes. Up front. Okay. Now you're telling me in return for that, for the rest of my life, I get it. And one... your kids' lives and their kids' lives forever. And who? What if your company goes out of business? Who's paying for the trips? You have a deed of title that says you own a piece of property in 
uh, in Arizona. I thought you said I could go anywhere. You can go wherever you want to. Well, but you're telling me I've got a deed of pro- what good is my deed of property in Arizona if the company that pulls? That just backs your points. That's so you always have the points forever. That's what that's what it does. Huh? I always have the points. I, I see. I knew bringing this up with you was like it, it's like there's no way because there's no way you'd be able to understand it. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm trying to help the sale here. I'm trying. To- okay. Yeah. That's why I was afraid to bring it up with you because it wouldn't help it. It would make it. It's not, it's not even worse. That's what I was really afraid to do. Okay. Basically. You get well, however many amounts of points that you purchase, you get those every single year forever, okay. and you can pass those on in will amount, and they're back. They're mm-hmm. needed. So and you'll always, the, whoever you will these two will own them, whoever they will them to will own them. And I'm, and, not, uh, I'm assuming and point, they, points can be used for vacation time. Yes, exactly. So depending on how many points you get, it's the better vacation that you have. Interesting. And it's not too good to be true. Like if somebody came in and was like, I want to go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans and stay in your finest resort. And I'd be like, well, you better buy the 100,000-point package. Otherwise, you'll never get that. If mm-hmm. you want to, in that same week, if you want to go to New Hampshire, you can get the lowest <laughs> point package. Okay. Boy, boy, do we have a deal for you. Well, well no, no, it's a good deal, Coach. Yeah. It's a phenomenal deal. Uh-huh. So, okay. It's still, if you, if you want to go to Mardi Gras every single year the rest of, for the next 100 years, and you only to pay $22,000 for it, you'd mm-hmm. be pretty happy. All right. So, Very good. Very good. And again, if people want to contact you for this once-in-a-lifetime deal, it'll be uh, Joel Radwanski at Yahoo.com. Is that the correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more into it, people. I'll explain it to you. It's it's a phenomenal deal, Coach. Legitimately, every single person that has bought vacation stuff before Mm -hmm. that comes in and I've talked to has has straight up told me, this deal is so much better than our deal right now. Uh It's, like, ridiculously better. So. If any listeners do sign up uh, for me bringing it up, questioning you, and bringing it to the forefront, any chance I could get maybe 2 3% off the top? Could you talk to the boss? Sure, sure. No, yeah, no problem, Coach. <laughs> Even though I'm not, you're not really helping me too much, to be quite honest with you. You may have hurt. <laughs> Come on now. Just, I'm, I'm inquiring minds want to know, Big Doug. That's all. I'm, I'm only here to help. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven. 48, the phone number, Big East, uh, March Madness Turn Big Ten Tournament starts today, dog. I know you're excited about that. We got three games going on today. They are the preliminary games. Of course, some of the top teams got buys, but Northwestern, Minnesota, Michigan State, and Iowa, Penn State, and Indiana. Let me ask you, which of those teams has to win to get off? You are our bubbleologist here on the two guys at a mic show. Uh, which team has to win to get off the bubble? Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Indiana, Northwestern, Minnesota. I would say uh, Minnesota. And and Michigan State, both of those teams still have a tournament aspiration, so they better win in their in these mm-hmm. games in order to to move on. You think Minnesota still committed? They've lost what like 8 of their last 10? I will let, if they win a couple games in a row, coach. Okay. That's that's I don't think they're completely out of uh, okay. playing in the tournament. Uh, but it might take more than just beating Northwestern t- today. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Okay. Yes. Okay. Michigan State, probably a classic team that is literally on the bubble. Yeah, where one loss and it burst and mm-hmm. they come crashing down. Mm-hmm. Where it gets a little bit tight and maybe dependent on other teams is if they beat Iowa and then lose their next game. I think that might be Purdue, but whoever it would be if they win one, Lose the next, and they are coming into Sunday a classic bubble team. Yeah, because at that point they'll be what eighteen and fourteen. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. that's. I don't know if they really would deserve. A... Yeah. Which is surprising, by the way, because you go back to the start of the season. If you would have asked 
a lot of college basketball experts, including a bubbleologist like yourself, who do you think the Final Four is going to be? A lot of people would have had Michigan State in their Final Four. We're talking about a team that might not even be part of the party. Yeah, I loved uh, Michigan State, Purdue, Ohio State, Illinois before the year started. You know, now coming into this point, you know, two of those teams aren't very good. You know, it's, it's uh, the Big Ten has not worked out like we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see uh, what happens in that tournament, a possible championship game, Ohio State and Purdue. If it comes down to that, it'd be a good game, probably not a great game, Big Doug, because both those teams are going to be one and two seeds. But there's still the honor of of winning your conference tournament. That says a lot as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, you know, winning the regular season tournament means a lot more to me. But uh, mm-hmm. winning the conference tournament is also something special. You get to hang a banner for that, too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big East tournament action yesterday. A couple of uh, interesting notes. We already talked about the controversial ending. Steve Lavin and St. John's move on. And they will take on Syracuse and Jim Beheim. One coach with great hair, one coach with bad hair. I don't know if all things else are equal. The hair of Steve Lavin might pull out that victory. But uh, Cincinnati knocked off South Florida. Big dog Marquette. Marquette knocked off Bob Huggins' West Virginia. I had a couple of people tell me, watch out for West Virginia. Huggies got him playing good ball. Marquette, underrated program. I don't know much about, what's the guy's name, Boo Williams? Uh, the coach? Yeah, I think that's his name, Coach. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I could picture him. Yep. He's he's a caricature of himself, basically. Yeah. He's funny looking. He is. An interesting character, but, uh, and, you know, he took over for Tom Crean, right? Yeah. When Crean left and, and kind of remained under the radar, he's done a heck of a job at Marquette. What's his name, dude? Buzz Williams. Buzz Williams. Buzz Williams. Boo Williams, Buzz. You sure it's not Boo? <laughs> yeah, it's Buzz. His wife might call him that, but. Hey, Boo. Let's not get personal. Uh, but Marquette, very impressive. Big, uh, big win over West Virginia, and they most likely now are in the tournament quietly having a good season. There's so many good Big East teams, a team like Marquette can be forgotten about. Yeah, and if you win eight or nine games in the Big East, you had a phenomenal season, Coach. You had a really good basketball season. Now, the sad thing is I couldn't tell you one player on the Marquette team. I'm going to guess you couldn't either. No, I could not. In previous years when you weren't working so much, you probably could have named the entire starting lineup. Yeah, I could have named the whole entire lineup. Uh, I hate to tell you, I have not followed college basketball like I typically do, Coach. Yep, you know, quite frankly, I like you a lot better when you're unemployed. You're a lot more likable. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully we'll be doing that again for you soon. So. No, 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 don't say that. Don't say I kid, of course, I kid. Uh, Cincinnati knocked off South Florida, another team that struggled after Bobby Huggins left, but this year they've turned it around having a really good season. They've won eight of their last nine, eight of ten, and again with Big East play, that's pretty impressive. Cincinnati red hot. Big dog, good first-round matchup tonight. Notre Dame taking on Cincinnati. You know how I have instincts for what the best game will be. That's your television tape game tonight, Cincy and Notre Dame. Okay, not not the Marquette-Louisville uh, game, Coach? That's not bad either. That's either not way, bad. they go back-to-back, so you could just actually tape both of those and be in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. That's not bad either. Marquette taking on Louisville. I think I like Cincinnati and Notre Dame because Cincinnati is going to be hungry. Notre Dame wants to uh, win that first game, get on a roll, win the Big East tournament. That'll, that'll be an excellent Excellent matchup. I'm predicting that game will go down to the final minute of the game. Big 12 tournament started yesterday, too, and um, Texas Tech, Pat Knight, the outgoing coach. Some people thought now that he's been fired, maybe the players would uh, 
you know, play hard for them. There'll be a little bit of uh, sentiment there, but they get knocked out of the tournament. So the Pat Knight era, big dog, is over at Texas Tech. Uh, they'll be playing Pat, Coach. I don't know how they'll be able to get over the Pat Knight era. <laughs> what about uh, a team that I kind of, uh, not adopted, but I, I kind of got fond of during the course of the year, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And I was hoping they would make the tournament. They lost their opening game by a point to Oklahoma State. Nebraska loses. I think they're 19 and 12. Bubbleologist Joel Radwanski, does that loss probably put them on the, on the backside of the bubble? Yeah, it probably will. The bubble has burst them because even though Michigan State has a, a worse record than Nebraska, they played a much, much more grueling schedule. So they would mm-hmm. deserve a, a spot before Nebraska ever would coach. Mm-hmm. Nebraska hasn't played the toughest schedule this year. No, but they had a couple of big wins, including uh, what they what they beat back to back Texas and Kansas State. I think that kind of put them on the basketball map. Yes, it did this year. That was that was their best week, the best stretch of the season, mm-hmm. without a doubt. All right, you want to talk a little March Madness? Coaching the big dog right here for you. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Real quick before our first break, big dog. We should mention Northern Illinois University. A lot of coaches are getting laid off here as the season comes to a close. But uh, the NIU Huskies, after a rather Nondescript four-year run under head coach Ricardo Patton are making a change. Ricardo Patton is out, so I know it's. Yeah, just... it's I guess it's a little disappointing. They they were expecting to win the MAC and and really take a step up in, in competition under Ricardo Patton. So um, Jim Les is gone. Ricardo Patton's gone. Uh, this is a year of transition and and for Illinois basketball coaches. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Bruce Weber's gone too. It's possible. A one and done in the big time tournament, and they go zero and two the rest of the way. Coach, they might be done. A little bit of a hot seat for uh, Jim White, so at Loyola as well. He might get one more year, but the seat is officially um, a little scotchy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, understand. Mm-hmm. Understand. All right, we'll take a quick break. Big dog and the coach bringing it at you. We're going to get off the uh, basketball beat. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of bulls, but we got other topics to bring up as well. Gas prices, big dog, skyrocketing. Right now, you're very lucky that you don't own a car, my friend. Yeah, it's, 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 the train's going to be packed is all I know, Coach. Yeah, you're right about that. It'll affect you in a subsidiary way. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy Ash Wednesday to everybody, even though it's Thursday. And remember, in two days, tomorrow will become yesterday. Thank you very much. Back in a minute, TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic, award-winning sports talk radio. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com quality music during the break big dog i'm almost feel ashamed to come back and interrupt that outstanding song who was that the beastie boys David Olson has no idea, but good music. Big Dog and the Coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, segment number two here of this 
award-winning show. We're not sure what award it is, but it's, I'm sure there's some award we can win. 888-463-6748, the phone number, dog and a coach at your service. Call us up, talk sports and more here on the talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show. Big dog, did you see our fine, um, governor of the state of Illinois has eliminated officially the death penalty? Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I have no problem with it, especially when they get the actual correct person. Yep. You know, the killing the wrong person is always a little bit issue with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, but we've, they've actually killed the wrong people in Illinois before. So, uh, you know, I can see where it becomes an issue. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of it because as a matter of fact, forget the electric chair. I wouldn't mind the electric couch. They got like, you know, nine or 10 people. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now you're, you're, Revising your initial thought on this, so you're saying you would, you would prefer I would to the death penalty. Yeah, yeah, I'm and for I, it. I'm kind of with you, and I know it seems to be the popular thing now because of the more intensified and specific DNA testing, which is proving some people that maybe they thought were guilty to be innocent. And I can't think of, well, I guess I can think of a few, but very few things more horrible, big dog, than to be locked up for an extended period of time for something you never committed. I mean, that's terrible, let alone, let alone being put to, put to death. I mean, that's about as bad as it could possibly become, but is that a reason to eliminate the death penalty? No, it's definitely not a reason to eliminate it. Maybe that's the only reason to uh, eliminate it, but you know, in some ways, there's got to be a very, very, very strict deterrent for what some of these people are getting away with. I mean, you molest a kid or any murder of any kid or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve to be taken care of the rest of your life in a yeah. cell. You need to be put away. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. It doesn't have to be, you know, torture. But there are some people evil enough, some crimes evil enough, where you just simply... Whatever the method might be, you just put them to sleep forever. Yeah, it's as nicely the, way as I can put it. So I, I you know, and I tend to take the liberal vent. On this side, I would take the conservative side. I think the death penalty uh, should be, should still be in effect. And I, you know, if they're worried about the, the, the DNA testing and people being committed wrong, well, we'll keep them in jail until you're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely sure. Do all the specific DNA testing you want. But if the guy's guilty or the girl. They need to be put to sleep. In so are you trying to tell me if, you know, did you ever hear of the rise of the Fourth Reich? That's like how Hitler got away and he really didn't kill himself outside that bunker. Mm-hmm. You know, and he went to the Americas, like South America. He worked his way up and now he's he's uh, like in Rochelle, Illinois, uh, and, and he owns like a watch factory. Yep. Okay. Somebody found out that that's where the fewer ended up because I hate Illinois Nazi. Coach. Mm-hmm. I hate him. Yeah, I they think- tried to say if we found him, we couldn't put him to death. Here in Illinois. Why? Because seven year. No, oh, because, oh, because uh, of the new law. Yes. Yeah. Well, he might well, be extra. He might be extradited. Maybe. Of like Osama bin Laden, you know, crawls out of a cave in the Garden uh-huh. of the Gods in southern Illinois. We're not going to put him to death here in the state of Illinois. It's an interesting point. There is rumors, by the way, that Osama bin Laden is in downstate Illinois. I think Bradley Bourbon area, running a couple of days in down in that area. Really? Yeah. There's, there's been, so I can't confirm, but that's the rumor. I wouldn't eat that mint on the other side of that pillow, coach. <laughs> uh, but here's another one of my questions, and a political expert, uh, producer extraordinaire David Olson 
Also is our media expert, film expert, and, of course, the voice of reason on the show. Everybody says, you know, you're put away for life. Or some people will say, well, I'd rather have them spend, you know, a miserable existence for the rest of their life. I guess my question is, how miserable is it? If you're in prison for that long, do you develop an immunity to it? Do you make some social connections? And even though it's far from joyful, is it really agony on a day-in and day-out basis, life in prison? Well, after a while, you forget what freedom actually was. And you, you adapt. You yes. adapt to any situation. That's, that's my point. Yeah. So it may not be this horrible thing that we all think it is. It's, yeah, and, as, and as long as you're the, the daddy in the relationship, how bad could it uh, be? Stop it. It's true, Coach. Not really. Coach, my point is yeah, the, 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 it's awfully rough. If you're in there and that's happen, happening to you, how do, you can't adapt to that. If you are getting raped daily. Yeah. That's about as bad as life could well, possibly be. But I think that probably, uh, similar to what Dave talked about, adapting to it, you adapt or the situation adapts itself. After the first three or six months, I, I don't think, you know, it. how do I gently put this? I don't think it's as rambunctious. I don't think it's as unpredictable. I think you get into a situation where maybe where you're, more comfortable. I don't think it's unpredictable on the attacks on a regular basis after the first six months. Not that I would know, but I'm guessing that. I don't know. I I, I, I agree with you. If you're not getting raped, you'd adapt to it, and it would turn into something where you you just become accustomed to uh, mm-hmm. the constraints of confinement. Okay. So that tells me if if you're getting abused. Yeah. Or even if you're not getting raped, stronger if, inmates. If you're getting if you're getting beaten or hit or you know in that kind of pain, but. I, I don't know that that goes on, and again, here I am speaking from completely from the outside. I don't think it goes on maybe as much as we might think about or even at times in poor taste joking. I, I don't know. If, from the people that I know that have gone to prison, they have told me straight up they were raped really? while they were there. It says it goes on big time. Hmm. Thought they're, I thought they're behind bars most of the time. They, they do shower coach. They do walk around and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you better hope you don't have you have a cellmate that is, that isn't uh, Randy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not his name, Randy. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, well, there you go. But but bottom line is, it might not be the horrible existence. They might not be in agony day in and day out. They might actually adopt and live a somewhat normal life in there, which in some cases, for the horrible crimes they committed, is really not fair. That's kind of the point I was trying to get to. Well, you know, Coach, it is it is awfully nasty, okay? And these people that have killed people, tortured people, murdered them, you know what? It's, they have found out recently, there was just some study that uh, some of these, uh, the, what do you call it, um, the benefits that some of these people in jail are actually getting. There was an article on it on the Tribune this week. I mean, it's pretty sad that how, how many, uh, like, perks, that these murderers and stuff are getting while they're in prison. Mm-hmm. Should they really be getting anything? They should, you no. know, they should be in a cell, get their three nasty meals a day that are cooked by other inmates, and who knows what else they do to it in there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They shouldn't get any other perk. Even in they the could, even in the hardcore criminal prisons, this is happening. Yes, exactly, Coach. Yeah. It's pretty sick. I would think so. perks would be uh, pretty limited for horrific crimes like that. But at any rate, Pat Quinn, our fine governor in the state of Illinois, now uh, did eliminate the death penalty following up on 
previous governor, George Ryan, who tried to eliminate it. Only one problem with him is he was in prison while he was trying to eliminate it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of if you remember when if you remember when he threw that out there, yes, it was when the when they were starting to turn the screws on him. Yeah, and you know it was pretty certain he was going down, and it was more or less a ploy to uh, prop himself up in the eyes of the public. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at what he did! He's not such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah, maybe maybe even more so just to himself, so he could feel like some moral righteousness before he left that he that he did this one good thing exactly yeah exactly. it did seem out of sync particularly for george ryan to do that yeah and it came out of nowhere yes came out of nowhere yep yep all right 888-463-6748 the phone number big dog and the coach talking march Madness, talking hoops we'll get into a little spring training baseball real quick on the basketball front big dog you said you watched our chicago bulls play last night another victory it's almost becoming routine mundane uh, i said almost not quite big win for the Bulls, though, but apparently an injury to Carlos Boozer, which, of course, causing some concern. But you watched uh, some of the game or all the game? Yeah, it was just the end of it, Coach. I just just the end. I was, mm-hmm. I was able to check out when the, the game was already in hand. And I don't even worry about injuries to Carlos Boozer. I just expect that he'll miss the 30th season like he always has throughout <laughs> his whole NBA career. Uh-huh. I mean, legitimately. Seriously, the, the Bulls gave $16 million a season to a guy that generally only plays 50 games a season. Yeah, a lot of people are saying as long as he can play those 8, 10, 15, maybe 20 games in the playoffs, that's what we're paying him the big bucks for. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, I, I totally agree, Coach. Mm-hmm. 104 to 84 Bulls over the uh, wounded uh, Hornets slash Bobcats. Which team was that? I confused those two. It was the Bobcats, Coach. The Bobcats. Not the New Orleans Bobcats, but the Charlotte Bobcats. Yes. Michael Jordan's team. Yes, Coach. It is outstanding. By the way, Barack Obama, I think, uh, was at the game, correct? I have no idea, Coach. I'm pretty sure Barack was uh, an attendee at the game. And, of course, tomorrow, Barack will be back at 1600 West Pennsylvania Avenue as the Chicago Blackhawks pay a visit and get some congratulations from uh, Mr. Obama. So that'll be very, very exciting. NBA news also yesterday. I don't know if you saw or not, but the L.A. Clippers knocked off the Boston Celtics. It's Weird to say the word upset in the NBA, big dog, but that was an upset. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers are decent at home. You have to give them that, but, yeah, you don't expect them to beat mm-hmm. the Celtics. And but the Bulls inching a game closer. I think, could be wrong, I think that game was at Boston, which makes it even more of an upset. Oh, I thought I thought it was uh, in L.A. Might be right. But, uh... Might be right. Vinny Del Negro, uh, much blind here in the city of Chicago. He's at least keeping the Clippers afloat. If nothing else, is that Blake Griffin's team? Why am I drawing a blank? Blake Griffin is on. Yeah, he's on the, the Clippers. Clippers. Okay. So it's him and DeAndre Jordan. Okay. So yeah, that'll that'll help you get a few upsets along the way. Uh, we should also mention final NBA note: Kevin Love did break Moses Malone's record, fifty second, fifty third double double. In fact, he got the double double. Big dog about midway through the second quarter. Pretty impressive standing <laughs> over in the crowd. He is absolutely phenomenal, Coach. The best rebounder in the game right now. Unbelievable how good mm-hmm. that guy is. Yeah. And not only can rebound, I love the way he makes the outlet pass. He's, yeah, he's a, an all-around basketball player, Coach. Straight up. I don't know if I'd – I mean, he's not the greatest perimeter player, but he knows his role. He's just solid, tough. He, he's got a nice jump shot, Coach, from mm-hmm. 15 feet away. Okay. 
I mean, he's for a power forward. He's a really good all-around player, coach. All right, I got to watch more Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh... Basketball. They actually won the game yesterday too, which made the double double record even more special. Well, yeah, that's a rare one for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, him and Michael Beasley and nobody else on that team. Yep, struggling to score, no question about it. Let's uh, move real quick here. Reactionary Sports Talk Radio, Big Dog and a Coach all over the board today. Uh, again, you can email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. M I C and the number two, Mike Two. Guys, AOL.com. Big Dog Baseball is almost upon us. Uh, teams are starting to get in gear a little bit. The initial fluff and pomp and circumstance of the first week of spring training is wearing off. They're getting down to nitty-gritty now. Pitchers are getting their innings in. Batters are getting their swings in. The fundamentals are coming back. It's a beautiful time to be a baseball fan. But the Cubs, they lose again to Kansas City yesterday. They've been losing, losing, losing. Your level of concern at this point. Coach, I'm not concerned at all about the Cubs. The Cubs are going to be exactly what I, I told you they're going to be. They're going to go 81 and 81 on this season. They'll have really good strengths. They'll have a bunch of glaring weaknesses. Don't worry. The Cubs are going to be average just like I expected them to. Mm-hmm. Some would say, some skeptics would say 81 and 81 is going to be a good season for this year's Cubs. You know, quite possibly, I hate to tell you, you might be right, Coach. I, but I'm not panicking over spring yeah. training with this team. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win. If I thought if I thought they were good going into the year and they were playing like they are right now, I would be extremely worried. Uh-huh. But considering I had very low expectations <laughs> for the Cubs this year, yeah, that pretty much basically yeah. runs the gamut on how I feel about them. I'm sure the Cub fans are thrilled about that. Joel Rawanski not concerned about the Cubs losing an exhibition. Why is he not concerned? Because he figures they're going to stink in the regular season anyways. And uh, why should spring training be, be anything different? Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's some solid baseball expertise for you. Sometimes your honesty goes too far, Big Dog. Well, I mean, it, they they haven't been hitting the ball well. They have definitely not been fielding the ball well. Uh, half the team isn't pitching well. but. Mm-hmm. And some of these moves, I don't understand taking Andrew Kashner out of the out of the, the like a setup role and, and trying to make him a starter. The guy only has one pitch, and you expect him to be a starter. Those those are the guys that have to come out of the bullpen. Yeah, it's it's a hard Andrew. thing because he was very successful in that role last year. So, do you move a guy out of a role he was successful in? Sometimes it works. St. Louis Cardinal Adam Wainwright's a good example of that. Oh, yeah, he was the closer on right. the World Series team. A lot of people would argue, hey, you got a great closer, up and coming. This this could be your Mariano Rivera for the next 10 years. Tony La Russa said, no, we're going to make him a starter. A lot of people criticized it, of course, turned out to be a good move. But you're saying with Castor, it's the, the fact that he's only got one out pitch. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Coach. That's If you only have one pitch, you can be successful as a relief pitcher. Ask Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wainwright, yeah, he was a closer, but he had a you know fastball, curveball, changeup. You know, he had all that. So mm-hmm. he had the the array of pitches. That's why he can move from one inning to seven innings. Okay, did not help me by the way. Back in the day, I was a relief pitcher as well. Started off as a starter, got demoted to relief, but I had basically one pitch, and it did not help me as a middle reliever, big dog. Yeah, but it was a sales pitch. <laughs> it wasn't a, a baseball pitch. That was the issue. <laughs> Nicely played. I was going to say the one pitch was slow right over the middle of the plate, but, you know, sales pitch works as well. Now, here's another interesting factor, and, and we've talked about this, alluded to it before, the the lovey-doveyness of the Chicago Cubs, the popularity, irregardless of record, for the Chicago Cubs. That, that 
seems to be, and this is like a 100-year love affair, seems to be wearing off, Big Dog. It really has, and I would have to say the 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 2003 Cubs changed everything, Coach. I, I really do. It broke so many people's hearts. Uh-huh. And a lot of Cub fans have become bitter and scarred. And I'm not kidding you, Coach. And then, and not only do we expect defeat, we get angry about the defeat. I'm not kidding you. There's, there's, you're exactly right. There is no lovey-dovey feel about the Cubs anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back, I, I remember like, you know, like two, year 2000 going into Wrigley Field and, you know, Cubs are a million games below 500, but Sammy's getting homers, you know, yay, let's get a tan and drink. And now it's just like, this team is horrible. People, like, you know, they'll have 30,000 go when they're bad instead of 40,000 go when they're bad. Mm-hmm. So that 10,000 a game, that's, that's a million dollars to the Chicago yeah. Cubs every I, single game. I, I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I think, the 2003 year might have been the beginning of the change, but I think using in disease terms, it was latent for a while. Because certainly the year after that, there was still a pretty good feel about the Chicago Cubs. And I would argue really it, up until this year, even last year, there was still some feel good. But I've noticed maybe it's a change in ownership. Maybe it's the latent disease from 2003 that is coming to fruition. Now part of it, I think, Big Dog, is this year's team. Who's uh-huh. the, who is the guy the fans are attaching themselves to? Who's the, and there's yeah. no Ron Santo anymore. You know, Derek Lee is gone. There's no Ryan Sandberg. There's no, well, there is Kerry Wood, but not the same Kerry Wood. Um, there's no Sammy Sosa back when that love fest was going on. There's not like nobody that we can feel real good about. It's kind of a faceless team. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's, uh, hey, let's cheer on Aramis Ramirez as he jogs the first base during a 6-4-3 double play. Oh, let's, <laughs> let's have Soriano be our favorite player as he swings at pitches in the dirt and over his head and he misses the cutoff man. Oh, let's, let's have, let's root for Carlos Zambrano as he screams at Jeff Baker who just made an error and cost him a run. You know, right in the middle of the field. You know, uh, Giovanni Soto is probably the only Cub. Like everyday player that is like a solid ball player, decent human being that you know you can kind of root for, coach. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go quite that far. You don't even think he's he's the guy? No, no, no. I think that that's that's a little bit too strong of a statement. I think there's a lot of good quality Chicago Cub players. At least the, right. the fans. You can always admire the biceps of Marlon Bird as we're heading into a 70 win season. I do. I do like a Marlon Bird coach. Yep. Let's hope those Ryan are all. Chester, Tyler Colvin. Gio Soto, there's a handful of guys that uh, mm-hmm. I think the fans could, you know, back and, and, and like on this team. I really think there's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Ryan Dempster is a pitcher. Starlin Castro up and coming at shortstep. So there's a, a little bit of that. But clearly the love is worn off. And uh, David Olson, our producer, has uh, given us the numbers of the attendance. And this is not totally insignificant at Ho-Ho Camp Park for spring training, Big Dog. Uh-huh. Which typically, you know how the Chicagoans flock out there, senior citizens, little kids, people take breaks from school and go out there. The attendance numbers at Ho-Ho Camp Park way down for Chicago Cubs spring training baseball. So even the folks in Arizona aren't making the trip out to Ho-Ho Camp to watch the Cup. Uh, you know, Ho-Ho Camp, that's uh, without a doubt. People know the, the word has gotten out that the Cubs are going to be bad this year, Coach. There's really no way for them to contend. Definitely in the National League, they're not contending. And I doubtfully they're going to contend in the National League Central. Doubtfully. 
I pronounced it Hohokam. You said Hohokam? Hohokam. Which is correct? The one I said. <laughs> Are you sure? I've always I'm, thought it was uh, Hohokam. Yeah, well, I, I I guess it all depends on if if you're Native American or if you're a, a white dude <laughs> that lives in the suburbs of Chicago. That's me. I'm a little of both. I got a little Native American in me as well. Don't don't kid yourself. Well, I, I'm the, I'm a white dude that lives in the suburb of the city of Chicago uh-huh. too. So all right, you know, one of us has got the Native American in him. Okay. Just to review, is it Marquette coach Boo Williams or Buzz Williams? Well, uh, you're chief full of bull. <laughs> Oh, good. By the way, manager Mike Quade, uh, all the losses going on, the low attendance, the defensive atrocities the Cubs have been committing, his basic, um, maybe it's the right attitude to take. He said, don't worry, we'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking here in that particular quote. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's funny, Coach, you brought up that the, there's no more like this love affair with the Cubs, and you would think that now that the Ricketts family owns them, and we actually have a finger to point at and stuff, all those years of the Tribune Company and the shadow organization running the Cubs into the ground, you know what I mean? And people were still all lovey-dovey on the Cubby when that's when we should have been like, hey, who's our ownership? Who actually is our owner? When you bring up ownership as a factor, it really shouldn't be now that all of a sudden they're no longer lovey-dovey. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's the best part of the Cubs is that uh, a Chicago Cub fan owns them. And at least we can say, hey, it's, it's not the Tribune Company anymore, it's the Ricketts family. So that that's like the one of the few endearing things about the Cubs that I find that I that I find endearing mm-hmm. right now is the fact that the Ricketts family owns them. Yeah, I don't know. Some people um, might find the Ricketts family slightly less than endearing, and it might fall into the category of "be careful what you ask for" because you might get it. Now we have a face of ownership. Before we didn't, as you so well alluded to, and now that we've got the face of ownership, we're not all that thrilled with it. I don't think Tom Ricketts is. I understand that part, Coach, but at least we know who the owners yeah. are for the first time since the since Wrigley owned them. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like maybe the unknown was better. It was a little sexier. Yeah, but uh, cr- like, what's better, like uh, the mom and pop organization or the corporation that owns them? You know, I, I agree with you. I agree. It's, it's better. The, uh, the answer to that, the mom and pop. It's an easier team to root for when you got people you can associate it with, no question about it. But uh, I don't think the Ricketts, the, the love affair with the Ricketts family, which lasted maybe six months and most a year, would you fairly safely say it's over at this point? Oh, it's over. It's <laughs> over, Coach. There, there is no doubt. And yeah. I, I don't think it lasted six months. Uh-huh. For me, it definitely did. And I'm not, I'm not bashing the Ricketts family whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, without a doubt, I mean, they, they really started taking bashing immediately, which I found it kind of weird. I didn't think that they should have, considering the, the, the Tribune organ, the Tribune company owed them for like 28 years, and all they did was uh, raise ticket prices and beer prices constantly. Mm-hmm. That's pretty so. much what Tom Ricketts has done as well. Uh, by the way, this is not meant as any kind of a threat, but I do know where the Ricketts live. A couple of friends of mine uh, in the last six months have been in that area, and they pointed it out to me. So if you want to leave any kind of a note, big dog, possibly a job, job resume, I actually know exactly which house Mr. Ricketts uh, abodes in. Oh, I want to be the general manager. Well? I'm serious, too. Yeah, I, 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 I want Jim Landry's job. I can't promise you the job. I can promise you I'll drop you off at the doorstep. You can make a personal appearance. 
something tells me I might be arrested. That might do our ratings really good for the show, though. Possible. Bring a I camera mean, out hurt. there. Uh-huh. It wouldn't hurt. Pick up and a little uh, Dunkin' Donuts and a cup of coffee and knock on the door and say, you know, hey, Tommy, if, can if we you talk? Can get a, if you can get a cell phone into my cell, which would be a new term for a, a, a cell phone, <laughs> our, our show could be our show could be phenomenal for a couple of weeks after that. We can really gain, gain some momentum. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anything for ratings, Big Doe? That's what you're all about. Well, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to start doing that, but I I really don't want to get arrested for the sake of ratings, Coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Whatever it takes. You're a big dog, Joe Wanski, the ultimate team player, folks. The ultimate team player, whatever it takes. All right, what else we got on the docket? How about Blackhawk hockey, big dog? The eight-game uh, winning streak is over. They lost a couple of days ago. They also lost last night in a shootout 4-3. to three. So the Hawks, um, yeah, temporarily. The win streak has come to an end, but overall they're still playing pretty good hockey. Last night was a BS loss in the in the overtime. You know there is a rule in us. This is one of those technicality things that you would let the guy get away with, and I wouldn't. Okay, on the penalty shot, you're not. The puck has to continue to go forward. It cannot go backwards whatsoever. And Martin St. Louis did a little spinorama thing on his penalty shot. The puck. Stopped and went backwards for like three or four inches before he shot it. That the goal should not have counted, coach. It was ridiculous. You, you I don't are, know how they, they they got away with that. You're right about me at the beginning when you said I would disagree with you. I just saw a replay that it was like I think the top highlight. Yeah, they called it the top play. I was disgusted. It was phenomenal. It was disgusting. What do you it's mean disgusting? It was a great play. It's against. Oh, the rules, that wasn't coach. against the rules. Yes, Come on. You don't even know the rule, okay? That's I don't need to. I don't need to know the rule to know this. One, that producer was not a hockey fan. Whoever uh, put the that the rule number one. Whoever big, put that play number one was not a hockey fan. Big dog, doesn't know what they're talking about. Anybody that knows hockey knows that that was a Gretzky esque like play, a phenomenal skill work, and, and it beat my team, the team I'm rooting for. So I got no home it interest here, but. Play. Huh? It was an illegal play. It was it, a penalty oh, shot. You cannot on. have the puck move backwards on a penalty yeah, shot. Yeah, but you know just as well as I do that rule was put in for a guy stick handling towards the net. You're not allowed to pick up and delay the action. It's not that's for what a. Was, that's what do you think he's doing at the penalty shot, coach? It was a spinorama move about two feet away from the goalie. It was a penalty shot. I understand that. We're talking about penalty shots right now. You're not allowed. Your puck has to continue to go forward. It was but not going forward. It was going backwards. In the, spir- the in the spirit of that rule, that rule was put in for the player approaching the goalie. It was not to take away a dramatic, athletic, very exciting spin around a move like that. Well, when you do the spin around move, you have to make sure the puck continues to go forward. Uh, it didn't. He please. he dribbled the puck backwards. It's what, an illegal play. What, what do you want to put the yellow line like in football out in hockey too, and make sure they don't go slightly back on that? Come on. You're a sports fan, Big Doe. You should know better than that. Yeah, don't I'm lot a of, sports don't, fan, and I want to see a play that's legal, not illegal. It was fair. Well, yeah, and what it was fair. Put, no, it was not fair. It was what absolutely put at a disadvantage. If it was a Blackhawk who did it, I, I would have been like, "Hey, we got away with one because oh, that on. was an illegal play." No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pat Foley called it immediately last night during the game. Yeah, well, immediately, he was like, "The puck went backwards. That should be illegal." Yeah, well. Pat Foley's his boxer shorts haven't been washed. He's wearing the briefs a little bit too tight right now. That absolutely was a phenomenal play. Big Doe, you're a sports fan. You're a fan that enjoys the highlight, enjoys the uh, the thrill of the game, great athletic moments. That's what that was. And the guy's got a great name on it top was, of it. It Martin was an St. illegal Louis. play. 
It was an illegal play. That's, that's exactly what it was that the that, that the Tampa Bay Lightning got away with, and it by, cost the Blackhawks a point. By letter of the law, you're probably correct. By the normal course of action in a sports contest, those that watch the game of hockey know that that's a phenomenal play and not, not against the spirit of the rule. I'm not probably correct. I'm 100% correct. Uh, the last night at Comcast Sports, they showed okay. it about five times. The yes. puck went no. backwards. You're he dribbled the puck. You're 100% technically correct. But in the reality of the game, you're 100% wrong. No, I'm not 100% wrong. Right. You can't have the puck go backwards. So, so they just wrote that rule on penalty shots that the the puck can't go backwards, but you're you're going to play guys. Ah, it doesn't matter. It was a nice move. Mm-hmm. Since he was spinning when he did it, that was really cool. No advantage gained. Yes, it was very cool. All right, Big Dog, we got to wrap up the show today. Um, any final comment? Day two of Lent, how do you plan on celebrating? Uh, hopefully, I'll, I, hopefully today my girlfriend will give something up. Ah, yesterday was your day. Today is her day. Yeah, exactly. I wish you and yours the best of luck. Just keep your hands off mine, okay? Hey, are you going to give something up for Lent? Me? No, I was talking to my girlfriend. Oh. She shook her head no. <laughs> All right, have a great day, Big Dog. All right, sounds good. We got to sign off. Two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com. Odd, but hopefully semi-effective show today. We'll talk more March Madness when we come back tomorrow. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, thank you so much for your great work. Two, two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com, signing off. We'll see you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late.